Good evening and welcome to another episode of G Squared Talking Sports. One man's opinion on the ins and outs of the sports world. We got a good show for you tonight. We're going to go over a few things, um, you know, that uh, obviously has been going on over the weekend. We have um, the second round of the NBA playoffs getting underway. All the series wrapped up over the weekend. We will talk about some of those games that happened. Uh, yesterday on Sunday, and then uh, some of the, the first-round matchups that happened over the weekend and, and also today, but uh, also going to get into a little bit about the Major League uh, Baseball season, and then also just uh, give my few thoughts on the uh, NFL draft, since that was uh, also over the weekend, started uh, on uh, last Thursday. So some interesting picks, um, and uh, we'll get into all the analysis, all those experts, and what they have to say, the grades that were handed out. So sit back and uh, enjoy another episode of G-Squared Talking Sports. All right, welcome back to G-Squared Talking Sports. Let's get right into the MLB action. We had a few games on the slate tonight. We had a good matchups uh, happening today. First uh, matchup, uh, highlighted matchup of the evening was the Houston Astros playing the New York Yankees, and the Astros get a pitcher's duel, and they get a win two to one over the Yankees. With the win, the Astros improved to twenty to ten, and the uh, New York Yankees dropped to eighteen and ten. They had won nine in a row up until today, so they were bound to to lose one. Uh, you had the Cleveland Indians knocking off the Texas Rangers, 7-5. Cleveland improves to 15-12. and 12. The Rangers drop to 11-19. and 19. Cleveland uh, still uh, holding on to first place in the Central, the AO Central. You had the Chicago Cubs. They uh, knocked off the Colorado Rockies 3-2 to two in Wrigley Field. Cubs improved to 16-10, and 10, while the Rockies, they're... Uh, at 500, at 15 and 15, um, you know the, the Cubs. They're they're where they're expected uh, first place in the in the division. Rockies. Uh, they're right right there in the scuffling right now in the middle. Um, really, the only team playing pretty well in the NL West and NL West right now is the Colorado. Is excuse me, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Washington Nationals. Wow, we had a lot of close one 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 ball games today, but the uh, Washington Nationals. They also win three to two over the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Nationals. They improved to thirteen and sixteen, um, while the uh, Pirates dropped to seventeen, seventeen and twelve. The Pirates are still playing pretty well, but they're slowly coming back down to earth after their very good start. The Nationals, they're uh, they're very inconsistent right now. Um, you know they they were expected to contend in the NL NL East right now, but they're also scuffling. But again, I I think they'll be all right as as the uh, we get into the summer. Another three two ball game. You had the Tampa Bay Rays going on the road and knocking off the Detroit Tigers. Both of these teams are they're below five hundred. The Rays, uh, their their record improves to thirteen and fourteen, while the Tigers, they drop to eleven and sixteen. The Milwaukee Brewers, they win a one run ball game. They beat the uh, Cincinnati Reds six to five. The Brewers improved to seventeen and thirteen, while the Reds drop to seven and twenty twenty two. Uh, the Reds again, uh, it just seems like a lost season in Cincinnati. While the Brewers are trying to contend, maybe you know, uh, maybe not win that division but uh, try to battle for a wild card. 
The Red Sox, uh, they continue their winning ways. They beat the Kansas City Royals. Uh, they went 10-6. Uh, Red Sox improved to 21-7. and The Royals there are a mirror image of the Red Sox record, and they are 7-21. and So both teams going op- in opposite directions. The Florida Marlins, uh, they win again. I guess uh, you know the, that bad start. Um, you know they're still they're still very you know eight games below five hundred, but they've been playing a little bit better baseball lately. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies eight to four. They uh, knock off the Phillies uh, at home, and the Phillies uh, th- their record drops to sixteen and twelve. Phillies playing pretty well, and uh, and but the Marlins definitely uh, they they surprise you every now and then with the win. The Toronto Blue Jays, they go into Minnesota and they beat the Twins 7-5. Blue Jays improved to 16-12. and 12, While the Twins, they drop to 9-15. Uh, and 15. So the, the, those are the games. There's a couple games still going on right now. Dodgers are in the bottom of the sixth. They're trailing the Diamondbacks 5-2. to two, uh, two. News out of uh, L.A. today was that Corey Seager will undergo uh, Tommy John surgery. So... Big blow to the Dodgers. Uh, they lose one of their bats, one of their one of their infielders. So we'll see who, who they replace him with. But right now they're losing to the Diamondbacks, who are playing pretty good baseball. They're nineteen and eight right now, and the Dodgers are twelve and fifteen. Looks like unless things turn around, they're going to drop to twelve and sixteen. And uh, you have the Giants. Uh, they're they're also playing under uh, NL West foe, the San Diego Padres, and uh, they they're winning right now three to two in the top of the fifth. Both teams are right there in the kind of. Scuffling a little bit, uh, fourteen and fourteen for the Giants, and ten and nineteen for the um, for the Padres. But taking a look at the standings right now, uh, you know we we have some some teams that we expected to be up there, but you know we have some other teams that are that are that are off to better starts than most of the experts had predicted. So uh, you know we'll start in the American League in the American League right now in the American League East you have the Red Sox leading their record uh, is 21 and 17 but the Yankees are 3 games behind at 18 and 10 and Toronto they're also above 500 they're 16 and 12 and they're 5 games back so uh, a lot of teams uh, a lot of people expect this to be a two team race but i think Toronto has enough pitching uh, to stay in uh, their bats will come alive so and uh, Tampa Bay although they started pretty bad they you know they they've won 9 in the last 10 and playing good baseball as, as the Yankees are. So and AL East looks like to be right now the most competitive um, division, at least in the American League um, and possibly in baseball. And we go to the AL Central and you got the, there's only one team in that division above 500 and that's the Cleveland Indians. And right now the Cleveland Indians are 15 and 12. Well, you got the Detroit Tigers in second place with uh, 11 and 16 and everybody else in that division, the Twins, White Sox and Royals, they haven't even reached double digits in wins. So, it looks to be Cleveland's division to lose, and I don't see anybody in that division uh, getting uh, the wild card. So only one team will come out of that division, in my opinion. Then you move over to the AL West, and uh, the defending champs, the Houston Astros, they come out of the gate looking strong. They're 20-10. Uh, and 10. They're 2.5 up on the Seattle Mariners, who are 16-11 and 11 and three games up on the uh, LA Angels, who are 16-12. and 12. So, you know, uh, I think this is also Houston's division to lose. However, I think the Mariners and the Angels can both contend for for a wild card, which I think, you know, the wild card is going to come either out of the East or the West this year. The Central is, again, just playing for one. But I, I think uh, the it's going to come out of the East uh, just, just because of that division. But who knows, because they may just beat each other up and allow the, you know, somebody in the West to do it. But 
those are you know those are the the teams that are in first place. Like some of the some of the surprise teams, I think, are the the Mariners. They were not expected to um, contend, but they're actually been playing really good ball away from Safeco Field. They're eleven and six away from home. Um, actually, only five hundred at home. So usually it's the other way around. You want to play well, you know, obviously majority of your home games and just go five hundred on the road. So they're doing it the opposite way, but they they are playing pretty good baseball. Um, you know, again in the AL East. You have the Yankees. They started out a little slow, but they won nine in a row. Their their bats are coming alive, even though still Giancarlo Stanton is not not hitting as well as he's supposed to. But everybody else is picking up the slack. So should be a fun fun time in the the junior circuit there in the American League. Uh, we go over to the National League and uh, the National League East. You have the Mets in first place. They're seventeen and nine. The Braves. They're uh, sixteen and eleven. They're one and a half games out. And uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. They're 16 and 12, so um, I think two teams that were not expected to be up there is the Braves and the Phillies. Uh, the Mets, you know, they 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 were there and they they've been to the playoffs a couple times in the last few years, so that one's not a surprise. But again, the Braves and the Phillies, because apparently, you know, they're they're in they're in rebuild mode in Atlanta, but they're playing pretty well. And the Phillies, again, everybody was was making fun of the the manager, but he seems to be turning it around. So. And the team that was supposed to win that division, the Nationals, they're a 13 and 16, five and a half out, but still a long way to go. Only about 29, 30 games in, in. So you know, pl- plenty of baseball. Uh, move over to the Central, and this division actually again is pretty competitive so far. But um, I think some of these teams will come back to earth in this division. Um, so, but you got the Cubs winning right now. They're winning that division, 16. Uh, they're 16 and 10. They're half game up on the surprising Pirates, who are 17 and 12 in the and the Brewers are one game out. They're 17 and 13, while the Cardinals are one and a half out, and they're 15 and 12. So everybody bunched up. It'll be interesting to see if everybody can stay like this throughout the the summer, and have a, like a four team race going into the into the end of the uh, month. There, that would be fun. Uh, in the West, uh, you know, it's right now it's the Diamondbacks division. They're 19 and eight. They're five and a half games up right now on the Colorado Rockies, who are 15 and 15. Same record, uh, same well, fourteen to fourteen for the Giants. Both are five and a half out. Then the Dodgers are three games under five hundred, and they're currently losing right now. So they could be possibly be uh, twelve and sixteen and eight games out of out of first place right now. But everybody's panicking in LA. But if you look at their records, uh, the past two or three Aprils, uh, pretty similar. I know twelve and fifteen, twelve and sixteen is not good, but they're capable. Obviously, showing they've gone on runs in the past, like those those super runs where. They'll win 40 out of 45 or something like that, so they'll, they'll be right back in it. But, again, I think they, they did lose some something in the offseason. And, uh, obviously, you know, losing Justin Turner in, in the preseason, uh, sorry, in, in uh, spring training to a broken wrist hasn't hasn't helped. So we'll see what happens in the AL West, but that's a little rundown of the um, of, of, you know, the first uh, the teams and what place they're in, so. Uh, a couple players that are off to hot starts right now. We got Manny Machado. He's leading the the both. Uh, he's leading baseball right now with the three sixty one average, and um, you know he's off to again a hot start. He has nine home runs, twenty two RBIs, so doing his doing his thing. The reigning uh, NL uh, AL MVP Jose Altuve, once again doing well. He's he's batting three forty seven. He's got two home runs, fifteen RBIs. Some of the surprising guys is uh, Didi. G- Gregorius right now he's he's swinging a hot bat for the for the Yankees he's batting 327 with uh, 10 homers and 30 RBIs so I think I heard a stat the other day he already has as many home runs as Derek Jeter ever had as for a season high and 
in home runs, and I likewise, uh, or granted, um, Derek Jeter wasn't a home run hitter, but a lot of people don't think Gregorius is, but he's off. He's definitely using that short porch in right to his advantage when he goes up there uh, swinging the left-handed bat. So, Didi's got 10 home runs. You got Mitch Hanniger from uh, the, the Seattle Mariners. He also has 10 home runs, 27 RBIs. A um, couple other guys with 10. You have one other guy, Mike Trout. You know, this guy's just solid. He always... He always seems to be up there for home runs, even average. He's only batting two ninety one right now, but he'll be turning it around. So it's just some some of the guys right now that are playing pretty well and I, I expect the the most guys like Mookie Betts, you know, he's he's playing he's playing his usual uh stellar center field. He's batting three forty four, he's got eight home runs right now, so he's swinging a good bat there at Fenway. Um, you know, a couple of the guys that you have uh that uh Azrubal Cabrera, he's batting three forty right now for the Mets. Uh, Jed Lowry is batting um, 339 for the Oakland Athletics. So a couple guys are swinging a good bat, and, and it's good good to see. And so it's it's only going to get better in baseball. You know, once once the basketball player playoffs end, baseball will will get right into the swing of things. So we'll be back uh, to talk about that the NBA playoffs, and uh, also at the end there about the NFL draft. So come on back uh, to G Squared talking sports. All right, we're back here, uh, G Squared talking sports. Let's get right into these NBA playoffs. And uh, first, let's talk about the game last night. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers knocked off the Indiana Pacers, one hundred five, one hundred one, to take that series in seven games. And uh, that was pretty much uh, the LeBron James show for uh, for the Cavaliers. He was not about to lose his first uh, time in the first round, and he pretty much carried them. Dropped 45 points, um, expended a lot of energy, so uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if if they can come back and do something there against Toronto. Um, my opinion is, you know, I, this guy is as much as uh, you know, I'm part of the old school where we like to have fun and you know, rib the players that do not play for our team. But at the end of the day, I'm a I'm a basketball fan, and I mean, he's a great player. He's one of the greatest ever. So. I'm not saying anything about the guy, but it's amazing how many people do like you know hate on the guy you know for for whatever he does. But I have a feeling they might make it out of the East just just because the East is not strong. They have a shot, and he can he definitely carry a team. He's done it before out of the East, but team that now I, I don't know because of the coaching. I think coaching now is going to play a huge part, and that's that's the Boston Celtics with Brad Stevens, but. Uh, we'll see, you know, that, that down the line that, that we'll see what happens there. But definitely, um, you know, uh, LeBron, he had, um, you know, he, he had one of his moments, 45 points. You got to hand it to him. But he also had some help. Finally, Kevin Love showed up for a little bit, and and it was it was good to see. You know, I mean, obviously the NBA is happy. They, want, they, they don't want to see LeBron go down in the first round. So um, now now they move on to play Toronto. I uh, know, you know, not, not much rest, but. Um, that that should be an interesting series, but you know, right now LeBron does have their well, the Cavs have their number, but I would say LeBron because he is he is the engine that drives that team. So uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if they can go in and steal one there in Toronto, just because again it's it's LeBron and he he is he is the man right now and you got to give it to him. So uh, right they win uh, that series will start up uh, coming up in the next few days um, tonight. You had the uh, Boston Celtics, this is still in the East, 
Uh, they they knocked off the Philadelphia 76ers, 117-101. Many people are, are, were predicting the Philadelphia Sixers to come in. They were actually favored in Vegas, um, you know, if you're the, you were the gambling type. But uh, they, the Celtics, I mean, again, I, I think obviously the players are playing, but it's the game plan that Brad Stevens is coming up with. You, you have to hand it to him. Uh, I don't know if he's treating... Cause it's hard to treat the uh, the NBA playoffs like like the NCAA tournament, but we obviously saw his success at the you know in the NCAA tournament and the runs that he had with Butler. So who knows? I mean, who knows how he treats? Maybe each individual game is kind of like uh, different, you know. Obviously, and he treats he brings he brings something different, but he has them playing well, and especially without Kyrie and, and Gordon Hayward. I mean, you you'd think and with a with a fully loaded. Um, Philadelphia squad with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, uh, JR, uh, JJ Redick, excuse me, uh, Covington. You know you you have you got you got the players there, and so, so you know the I'm sure the 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 Celtic crowd helped, but one seventeen one one it wasn't even close. So we'll see what happens there in game two. So that that's uh, that's the first first game of you know round two in, in the East. Um, like I said, the Cavaliers and the um, and Toronto will start up later this week. Yesterday, the Western Conference, uh, actually on Saturday, the Western Conference uh, started up. But yesterday, the first game for the J- uh, Jazz and the Rockets went to the Rockets 110-96. This game wasn't really close at all. It was like 64-39 to at half. And uh, really, the Rockets lost, I mean, excuse me, the Rockets won every game during the regular season against the Jazz, and they continue the winning ways. Um, I... I I was surprised that it was that it, that it wasn't uh, closer. Um, I do think the the Jazz can get a game in in Utah. That that home crowd plays a huge factor. So I do think they can get one. But uh, you know, everybody's saying you know we if we could just bypass the uh, the Western Conference uh, semifinals and just get to the Western Conference Finals with the Warriors and the and the and the Rockets. But you know that's why you play the game. I mean, it's one game. Everybody overreacts. So. We'll see what happens, but on Saturday, you know, uh, the um, the uh, we had um, we on Saturday we had the Warriors start their series. They won one twenty three to one hundred one. I mean, th- this is also scary to think, uh, where you have a Warriors team playing without Steph Curry, beating a Pelican squad that actually came in on a roll, sweeping the uh, the Blazers, but. I don't know the 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 Warriors are on a different level right now. They 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 have three guys that can obviously play, and then you're gonna add Steph next game. It looks like he's coming back. So, it all signs are pointing to to Warriors against um, the Rockets in in the uh, in the West, and that 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 would be a great series. Um, both teams obviously playing at a high level. You got all stars on both sides. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, again, a lot a lot can happen. But but it's just one game. Everybody will say, "Oh, you know, Norland's done." But watch, they come out tomorrow and they win that game. So I, I mean, who knows, right? But it's definitely uh, the NBA playoffs. It's it's fun, and you know, you're watching some some young guys step up. Uh, you got Rosiera and in Boston. You know, he's he's definitely made a name for himself, taking advantage of Kyrie of uh, going down. A lot of people felt like they they would suffer, and it seems like they're they're not missing a beat with uh, Rozier. Also, Jason Tatum, you know he's playing pretty well, so so that that's helping. And um, you know, obviously Toronto finally Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, uh, can they get over that hump though? And that hump is LeBron James because seems like they haven't been able to. Well, they haven't been able to beat him in the playoffs, but um, 
you know, they have to win game one. If if LeBron and James and company come in and win game one, I mean, that psychological game is going to even be, even, even be worse for them. And they, they have to win game one. And not only do they have to win, they, they have to win in convincing fashion, uh, in my opinion, so so they can get that mental block out of, out of their heads that they can beat a LeBron James-led team. So that series is going to be interesting. And, again, you know, Boston and... Uh, and Philadelphia, I think that's going to go back and forth, kind of like the Bucks series with the Celtics last time, and we'll we'll see what happens. But of course, now you know we're starting to hear some of the chatter between you know what's going to happen, especially now that uh, Oklahoma City was eliminated. What's going to happen with Paul George? Uh, Melo now saying that he will not pretty much opt out of his contract and he will not take a bench role. So does that does that affect Paul George and him coming back? Uh, you know, everybody thinks he's coming to the Lakers because he's from L.A., but now that he's out of the playoffs, does he sit and watch and see a Philadelphia or, you know, even a Houston? Because they, they, they can make it happen, but, um, or, you know, how much does coming home and playing in L.A., being home in L.A. mean to him? And we're going to find out, obviously, when, when free agency opens up. LeBron staves off elimination and, you know, even more talk about that he's leaving. So that was important for, for Cavs, Cavs fans to, to see them win win that series if they don't want uh, LeBron to leave again so we you know we have we have some great matchups and fun to watch coaches too we have some good coaches we still the uh, left over we got Kerr uh you know going up against his uh ex-assistant there Alvin Gentry who's been around uh coach some some of those uh rocket teams that lost the Lakers um excuse me not uh Suns teams not Rockets teams Suns teams that lost the Lakers there um, a couple times when Kobe and Powell were doing their thing, so he can coach. And uh, you know, obviously in the West, East, I said uh, Brad Stevens. Um, you know, we've shown he's shown what he can do. So it's interesting um, what's going to happen, but um, we'll see. You know, if you can, let me know what you guys think. Uh, who do you think is going to win it? Uh, who's going to win these series? But um, you know, that's why they tip it up, and uh, we have some more NBA games uh, next week. So excuse me, uh, next uh, tomorrow. So, uh, you know, when we come back, I'm going to kind of talk about the uh, NFL draft and give my my opinion on some of these picks and uh, come on back. G squared talking sports. All right. Welcome back to uh, the last segment of the night. Uh, Let's get, you know, into this NFL draft. Some uh, interesting picks, some picks, uh, you know, of course, that are dissected and um, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the NFL draft, but again, maybe I'm just old, old school or something like that. And I wasn't going to about to spend, you know, four hours of, to find out who my team picked. I get just refreshing my screen and it's just, uh, it's definitely, uh, times have changed. Cause I remember they used to do like the first two rounds, first three rounds in one day and then the other rounds. But now, you know, it's just all about the first round. So, um, he, there was talk uh, beginning of the beginning of, of of the draft and the combine that it would be Sam Darnold. Uh, then of course Josh Allen came up, and so um, it definitely um, it was it was a surprise to many when the Browns picked Baker Mayfield. Um, you know you had that, but again it is the Browns. Uh, not not many people had Baker Mayfield going number one. Most of them, most people had him as the fourth best quarterback um, overall, like eleventh ranked um, as eleventh best player. But you know, 
again, it's 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 a draft, and and all this is is it's it's not even a, you know it's just hard to tell, and people are are saying though what a great pick, or you know some fans are saying oh oh my god, but one it is the Browns, so you have that track record that the pick not working out, so so that is working against them, but they got to get it right one once in a while, right? I mean, finally, I mean they've they've struck out on so many quarterbacks since since they've come back to the league in two thousands. You would you would think they would finally get it right, but We'll see what happens, you know. I mean, again, they are the Browns. So they went, they, they, you know, Baker Mayfield went number one. Number two, Saquon Barkley went to the, the Giants. This was a no-brainer. A lot of people had him right there. Um, everybody had him pegged going there. Uh, this this helps Eli Manning, obviously, hopefully extend his career. But obviously, he should open it up for Odell Beckham and Shepard and uh, uh, some of the receivers they're looking at. Um, I think they drafted a few receivers later in the round, so. That was a good pick. A lot of people thought Saquon Barkley would be the number one pick, or he would somehow fall to number four. So, and and then the uh, Browns would able to get their quarterback, running back. But uh, good pick by the Giants there, number two, number three. I'm sure the the Jets were just ecstatic to have Sam Darnold fall to him. So Sam Darnold out of SC goes to number three uh, to the uh, to to the Jets, and um, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's going to the bright lights. Uh, he's from San Clemente, California, which is if you don't, you're not familiar from uh, with California, Southern California, the beach community, very laid back vibe. Obviously, now he's going to New York, a little way different uh, vibe and uh, media attention. But a lot of people said he's got the um, he's got the the uh, the, uh, the attitude and the, the character to do it. So we'll see. But this is where a lot of people had uh, actually Baker Mayfield going. They thought he would be perfect with the whole. Broadway, uh, Broadway Baker, I uh, think after Broadway Joe. So, but actually, Sam Darnold going to the Jets. Number four was kind of a surprise. Um, he wasn't the number one defender even, but Denzel Ward, the cornerback out of Ohio State, goes to the Browns again. It's the Browns, but they filled the need. They needed a quarterback. Excuse me, a cornerback. So that was um, that was that was good for him. But uh, number five, uh, Bradley Chubb out of uh, NC State. You know this guy was. The number one ranked guy in his position, number two overall rank, graded out at like a 95. I mean, and I'm sure when um, he fell to to the Broncos, they they maybe they weren't thinking defense, but you had to be salivating uh, if you're the defensive coordinator, be able to put him uh, on the opposite end of uh, Von Miller. So I don't know if you saw that Instagram video, Von Miller, he was pretty much jumping for joy because now many he won't get as many double teams. Um, uh, now with uh, with another guy, Bradley Chubb, you know he's six four, two seventy. I mean he's just uh, he's pretty much of a load there. But that that was a good pickup. That that was a no brainer um, because uh, Denver didn't they, they were in the lower ranks of sacks, so they want to prove that. Um, Shane Ray's, you know, he's coming off a disappointing season, so this this is definitely a a good move in pairing him with um, with uh, you know Von Miller. With number six pick, the uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts, they take Quentin Nelson, the offensive guard out of Notre Dame, uh, number one number one offensive lineman on the board. Uh, pretty much, he was the third overall rank. Um, you know, again graded out ninety five. Got six five, three hundred twenty five pounds. Um, again, another no brainer. You got Andrew Luck if he comes back coming off an injury, but they did give up the most the most sacks last year without Luck in the lineup. In 2017, they gave up 56 sacks, so that that definitely is it was a concern. 
and uh, also the run the running game. I mean, they were twenty eighth in the league and running, running the ball. So they want to they want to definitely um, open up the running game, to which help will help Luck out, and, and that also helps the pass protection. So that that was a good move on their part. Um, then with the number seven pick, you had Josh Allen going, actually Buffalo trading up to get Josh Allen. They got their man. So here's a guy, you know, you, some people had him number one, but like anything nowadays, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how long ago you did it, uh, and nothing goes away. And those tweets that he, you know, tweeted in high school using derogatory terms came back to, um, came back to, uh, bite him. And I think he dropped, but who knows? Maybe he goes to the right situation. He's going to be in Buffalo. Even though they, they uh, Buffalo signed A.J. McCarron in the offseason, it's a two-year deal, and I think it's enough time to work uh, Allen uh, into the offense, get him to know the offense, and get him going. So that that was definitely a, a good move. And, you know, he's from, he played in Wyoming, so bad weather is not going to affect him. And uh, good, good pickup by the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Chicago Bears, you know, they, they go defense. They get the outside linebacker out of Georgia, Roquan Smith. Uh, you know, they've just had them the number one linebacker. Uh, again, um, I would have loved my Steelers to get him, but he, he wasn't dropping out of the top ten. But, uh, you know, he could play he, he could play any kind of defense, but he did play uh, for uh, his defensive corner, 3-4 defense. But uh, definitely, um, uh, excuse me, he'll be like in the 3-4 defense. He'll, he'll line up in inside linebacker, so. Um, it, it, good move uh, by the Bears. Bears need help. Uh, they lost a few linebackers in the offseason. So definitely Roquan Smith out of Georgia. Georgia had a good draft, by the way. Uh, the number nine pick, another offensive lineman out of Notre Dame. Pretty much, I think, the first time they've had two offensive linemen taken in the top ten out of the same school. But uh, you had Mike McGlinchey. Uh, you had, uh, again, offensive lineman, 6'8", 309 pounds. Uh, he's the top tackle. Uh, you know, um, so... You had him uh, going to the, uh, the the 49ers, so I'm sure Jimmy Garoppolo's happy adding a lineman there to protect him. Uh, you, you know, you had the the veteran there, Joe Staley. He does turn 34 in August, so uh, he's getting up there. And then Trent Brown, the other uh, right tackle, he's coming off season-ending so- shoulder surgery. So they want to make sure they have they have depth, and this this definitely adds depth to to help uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out. Number 10 pick, uh, you know everybody. Everybody made a big deal about this pick because he kind of was looking like Aaron Rodgers there for a while. He slid down a little bit, but that's Josh Rosen. Uh, he goes to the uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. They traded up uh, with the to the, with the uh, Oakland Raiders to get to get their man. So good move, I think. Um, you got to love the confidence. He said there was nine mistakes in front of him. So, um, but then he corrected it the next day and said it was only three. I I was thinking, I would imagine he's talking about the quarterbacks, but um, you got to love that competitive edge because. Again, he's yeah, he got the bad rap being a California kid. He laid back, but he does he does want to win. He does want to compete. He's very smart. Um, so good pickup by the uh, by the Arizona Cardinals. He must love it too. He's gonna be playing indoors, and in, in, so he can sling the ball eight times a year indoors. So you gotta love that. Uh, with the eleven pick, um, again another Alabama product, Minka Fitzpatrick. You had the safety. Uh, this is a pick that was another no brainer. I don't think they were looking at him, but. When he slides to you and, and he's on the board, you gotta you gotta jump on that. And uh, again, uh, one of the top safeties in college football, out of Alabama. So good pickup by the uh, by the Miami Dolphins. Number twelve, you got Vita Via, uh, out of a defensive tackle out of Washington. He goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Uh, with the 13th pick in the draft, you got Deron Payne, uh, another defensive tackle out of Alabama. So uh, Alabama, like Georgia, had a good had a good draft. Number 14, uh, you had Marcus Davenport, defensive end at the University of Texas San Antonio, going to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, a lot of defensive players going in the first round. With the 15th pick, yeah, offensive lineman, uh, UCLA, Colton Miller, going to the Raiders. They need some protection there for David Carr. He had a he had a bad season there, getting knocked around a little bit. Uh, with 16th pick, this is actually uh, the first set of brothers. Well, there was only one set, but his brother got drafted too. But first is Tremaine Edmonds out of Virginia Tech, outside linebacker. He goes to the Bills. So the Bills had two first-round draft picks. So it was an interesting story, which we'll get to there when the Steelers pick there later on in the first round. Um, 17th pick, the L.A. Chargers. They pick Derwin James. They get a safety out of Florida State. A lot of people like this guy. Uh, he was number one ranked safety, 6'2", 215 pounds. Um, it definitely um, it feels a need uh, for safety for the for the L.A. Chargers. So this is, the, I'm sure Gus Bradley uh, is happy uh, that he's got this guy. So um, good pickup by the L.A. Chargers, uh, Derwin James. Then uh, with the with the uh, 18th pick in the draft, you had uh, the Green Bay Packers taking Jair Alexander, the cornerback out of Louisville, with the 19th pick. Uh, you could this guy had a big old smile on his face. He must have really wanted to go to the Cowboys. But Leighton Vander Esch, uh, inside linebacker to Boise State, he goes to the Cowboys. Be wearing the star. I don't know how you know how good that is, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, again, I'm a Steelers fan, so the star you know has a, has a Special place, not in my heart, but you know where else. <laughs> so, uh, but that that was a good pickup by them. Inside linebacker out of Boise State, number twenty pick is Frank Ragnow, uh, center out of Arkansas, offensive lineman. So Matthew Stafford uh, has a new guy uh, there snapping him the ball. Twenty first pick, uh, it's another center. Uh, we have Billy Price out of Ohio State going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the twenty second pick, another. Um, Another linebacker from uh, Alabama. You had Rashawn Evans going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know they they really they really trying to improve that defense, and that's a good start. Um, a lot of people uh, had uh, Rashawn Evans actually pegged to go to the Steelers, but um, they couldn't move up in time. They tried, they tried to trade Martavis Bryant to one of those teams, but they couldn't they couldn't get anybody uh, to bite. So uh, he goes to the Tennessee Titans. Um, with the 23rd pick, the New England Patriots, they take Isaiah Wynn uh, out of Georgia, offensive lineman, so Tom Brady should be happy. Uh, with the 24th pick, the Carolina Panthers, they take D.J. Moore, the wide receiver out of Maryland. This is an interesting pick because, I don't know if you saw the coverage, Steve uh, Steve Smith, the great receiver, who also played with the Carolina Panthers, he said uh, since he's left the Carolina Panthers, they haven't been able to replace him until now. D.J. Moore is the man, so... A lot of pressure on that guy because Steve Smith is an icon there with the Carolina Panthers. With the 25th pick in the draft, you had the um, the Baltimore Ravens taking the tight end out of South Carolina, Hayden Hurst, giving Joe Flacco uh, another weapon. Um, again, they, they do love their tight ends there in Baltimore. It's a big, big part of their offense, so good pickup uh, there. Uh, with the 26th pick, another, another Alabama product, but you had Calvin Ridley, the speedy receiver out of Alabama, going to... The uh, Falcons to join his his other counter crimson crimson tide counterpart, um, Julio Jones. So that that was that was good to add to that offense. Uh, with twenty seventh pick, so one of the few running backs taken, and that's Rashad Penny, the running back out of San Diego State. They have uh, he had a great season. 
believe he was one of the top uh, highest rushing seasons in uh, NCAA football history. So Rashad Penny goes to the um, Seattle Seahawks with the 28th pick. You had the Pittsburgh Steelers taking the other brother, Terrell Edmonds, the safety out of Virginia Tech. And some people are saying they panicked after their, you know, Leighton Vanderesh and Rashawn Evans were taken earlier. And they went with a guy that wasn't even on their <clears throat> their board. But you never know. I mean, it's it you know, it is what it is. So they picked uh, Terrell, Terrell, Terrell Edmonds with the 29th pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they take Florida uh, defensive tackle. Taven Bryan, 30th pick, uh, you had uh, the Minnesota Vikings bolster their defense. They take a cornerback out of University of Central Florida, Mike Hughes. Then the last two picks, um, actually the New England Patriots, they kind of go out of the norm. They take a running back in the first round, but they take Sony Michelle out of Georgia. A lot of people are saying this is a good pick. And then the Baltimore Ravens, they trade back in to the last pick of the first round, and they get Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, so... I don't know what this bodes for uh, Joe Flacco this year, but definitely it uh, looks like his time might be coming to a close sooner than later due to the fact they drafted Lamar Jackson. Not only drafted him in the first round, but they traded into the first round to draft him. So that was an interesting interesting uh, pick. But, you know, of course, in the other rounds we're, we're going on, but I just want to finish up. But it's just funny, all these, all these experts that, you know, you have um, saying, oh, they, they're giving out grades and, a lot of it, you, you, I mean, you, again, you never know because if you look at some of the, the best players that we see right now, everybody knows the Tom Brady story, right, 199th pick. And uh, if you saw his combine video, but everybody calls the uh, the Patriots for being geniuses, but actually, no, they passed on them five times, you know. So they're not really geniuses. They just they just said, all right, we'll pick him again. He's, he's here again. So it's it's it, you never know. Uh, Steelers, you know, they draft Antonio Brown in the in the sixth round, but... Mike Wallace is drafted in the first round, and who's still on the team? Antonio Brown. So, you again, you never know. You have some undrafted free agents that that have made it, and then you have some some number one picks that flame out and are gone by you know four years. So, it's 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 so funny when you got all these. First of all, fans freaking out because we don't know. Always you've seen the tape, but we don't know what's inside the you know the heart and all that. But it's definitely. Um, it's just again funny Mel Kiper Jr. You know all these guys, uh, Adam Schler, and uh, Schefter, um, you know Jay Glazer. I know they're doing their job. And before it used to be like we need we need eyeballs on the newspaper. Now we need clicks and people watching. You know, Twitter followers and and all this. But it's just like it's like calm down. You know, let let them let them play a little bit before we say it's a bust or or this or that. Because again, if we were to measure, you know our jobs in NFL terms or any terms like that, we, I would be fired 10 times in my teaching profession. Cause like after one week, you know, I'm sure I made plenty of mistakes and, or when I, when, when students found out they were getting a rookie teacher, they, maybe they weren't happy, but it's just, it's crazy, but, uh, we'll see, you know, exciting times. we got the draft over with and we're going to move, continue moving on into the off season for football. Got the playoffs and basketball rolling along and major league baseball again is just, is, is getting in, into the swing of things. So, Exciting times to be a sports fan. And uh, once again, if uh, you're listening out there, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, you know, G Square Talking Sports. Uh, it's just, again, I'm trying to live kind of like a dream, live like, you know, a little passion of mine to talk sports with the people out there. And uh, if you're listening, drop me a, you know, 
a little audio message or something or send me send me an email and let me know what you want to what you want to talk about but again if you can like and subscribe and, and share and all that good stuff so uh, thank you once again for listening to uh g squared and you guys have a uh, a good night now